The boos were pouring down at Citizens Bank Park Wednesday night for several reasons as the Phillies dropped the 4-1 loss and the Braves series. And the Braves clinched their 18th NL East title, their sixth consecutive. Welcome to PHL Phillies podcast. I'm Renee Washington, joined in the Kelly Green today by Jamie Lynch. And we've got plenty to talk about. We've got to talk about the Philly series. We also just have to talk about things going on around Philly, some other topics, some rumors, some things that you definitely are going to be excited to tune in for. But first things first, it's the way that the Phillies lost Wednesday night to have the congratulations Braves image on the Jumbotron. We have to jump right into that because the frustration of not only losing the series, watching the Braves celebrate at Citizens Bank Park on your home turf we never want to see a team celebrating in your house that's like someone coming into your personal house and celebrating in your face and in this moment Wednesday night to add salt to the injury and make things 10 times worse along with seeing Ronald Acuna Jr. just doing the give me more encouraging the booze it was the fact that we saw at Citizens Bank Park Jamie the congratulations Braves on the big beautiful new monitor that we've loved seeing all season but last night we did not enjoy seeing it yeah yeah, this courtesy you're looking at on YouTube right now, I think was courtesy of Matt Gelb, all the beat reporters, you know, put it out immediately because it's a weird thing. Baseball is unique in that this wouldn't happen in the other sports. Like I can't envision a Dallas Cowboys winning the division and the Eagles flashing up. Congratulations to NFC East champion Dallas Cowboys. Now in baseball, it's kind of like par for the course a little bit. I think the question becomes, do you do it with a division rival? Because when the Phillies clinched last year in Houston, the Astros put something up. The Astros play in the American League. Uh, it's not your hated, bitter division rival. Uh, you know, all I can give you is my reaction last night when I saw it, and I went, <laughs> I, like, gagged. It was just disgusting. And to see Ronald Acuna, as you said, like, uh, you know, tempting the fans to boo him more, it's just, it's just a gross look. It's not, like, fire and brimstone outrage, but it's, like, that's just awful. The Phillies should have played better to, pre to, to prevent that. They, they weren't able to, and you had to watch them celebrate on your field, which hopefully, Renee, is a little bit of motivation in the tank there uh, for the, the playoffs and the postseason, and the Phillies remember that. You know, I, I, in our show description today, it said, as Reese Hoskins looked on, I don't know if you caught it as they were celebrating, mm -hmm. Reese was kind of standing there looking out at the field like taking notes like yep. all right yep I see you guys celebrating on our field I really hope you know we, we get a chance to uh to make you make you cry when it matters most come playoff time well here's something to make you smile Jamie I just had a nice shot of of your kiddos there <laughs> <laughs> look we're bringing in some positive vibes today because it is also the with it being Thursday the Phillies do not play today because it's Thursday night football we'll talk about the Eagles much more later give you guys another, another look at Jamie's two girls proud girl dad yeah. over 
here. Um, but look, as you mentioned, and we, we talk about that moment of Reese Hoskins looking out from the dugout, and we, we're going to get into more around Reese Hoskins as the show goes on as well. We've got sure. plenty to talk about in this hour, but I will say... I, I never want to see any of my teams lose. I never want to see the Phillies lose. I'm going to put that disclaimer out there. I'll say it one more time louder for the people in the back. I never want to see the Phillies lose. But this is a series and definitely a loss that when the Phillies are sitting in the World Series, we're going to look back on this moment and say, this is what helped fuel the fire. Because if you come out of this series and you're feeling too high on yourselves, and, and look, if the Phillies come back in this series, they tie things up, or even if they had won it, we're having a different conversation, but I'm motivated. I'm ready to take, put me up, coach. Put me in, Rob. Yeah. I'm ready. This is the motivation that's going to help come postseason that you're going to have this feeling. And we can all point to moments in sports history that led to championships, especially in the city, of those moments where it's like that was the game-changing moment that helped us be extra fueled and motivated if you need any additional motivation to go out and get back to the World Series and, and definitely be ready to win it. Yeah, the thing I liked most about it, to spin it into a positive, because look, it is what it is. It's a long season. The Braves are a dominant team, yada, yada, yada. It's good sportsmanship. <laughs> the thing I liked most was I think Reese Hoskins and that clubhouse was as pissed off as fans were. Oh, yeah. And, you oh, know, yeah. look, they understand their team's going to put it up and play the good sport and all that. But I think they really hated watching that team celebrate on their field last night. And as you said, you know, any little bit of extra motivation, um, it, it helps going into the playoffs. And I think they got a little deposit in the motivation bank last night. Because, look, I mean, ultimately the Phillies did play – Oh, like pretty strong. If you're playing anybody but the Braves yeah. at that level, you're probably going to win the series. The problem is the Braves are a juggernaut and the entire damn team hits home runs. I think they have six guys with 35 or more home runs or something like something insane like that. Ronald Acuna will get into some of the stats. He's about to uh, set, you know, records with his and Matt Olson's about to break the Braves all time record. That team is loaded. Right and out. Spencer Strider, you know, last night started the game out and I was really impressed with the Vegas boys, Bryce and Stott. They they had really good at bats where they made them throw some pitches. And Spencer Strider in the first inning um, had 34 pitches, 14 of which were balls. Mm -hmm. He then hunkered down, only threw 19 balls the rest of the game in seven innings. Um, so you know that saying in baseball of you got to get to a good pitcher quickly. They had their opportunity last night, and they really couldn't capitalize outside Stott's uh, RBI single there. Right. And that kid is incredible. He puts together such great at-bats. But I really thought they, they, they kind of lost the game in the first inning when they couldn't take advantage of Strider's struggles. Yeah, and that's what was talked about post-game, was getting the pitch count up so quickly in the first inning. That Which was an opportunity yeah. to capitalize. We saw, as you mentioned, Stott's RBI. Kyle Schwarber scores the lone run. But then from there, you, you never were able to, to – I mean, four hits – uh, but look, before we even get into the game itself, I do want to take a moment to just pause, welcome our, our, our in the chat, it's already flooded. I love the fact that My people, man are Brandon taking notice. people are taking notice of us being in different seats and wondering <laughs> why. I mean, there's already some 
question as to why we're in different seats, um, it's solely for the fact that I'm not going to give you the answer. You can keep the guesses coming as to why we switched seats today. Well, I think my, my green thing? shirt Is and a very a bright thing? wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jamie just spoiled it. But yeah. yes, honestly, it's solely because of the fact that I'm wearing a white shirt and the wall that Jamie is now sitting in front of is is very much white. And yes. I didn't want to look like a floating head. But I love the fact <laughs> that they assumed it was so we can get a better view of your feet. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah, also yeah. <laughs> well. Because, look, the PHLY Phillies podcast crew knows we talk about feet on here. <laughs> Phillies, feet, a lot of things that we talk about here. I've lost um, my conjoined dog head twin also. Yeah, so. it's the fact that you guys pay attention. Yeah, the dog head is, is behind me here. Um, but also, just as was mentioned, as you get a nice view of the dog head, as mentioned, the Phillies should have won three out of four of those games. They could have, yeah. is a positive. Look, I don't like giving the positive spins on losses because I would rather just win. But sure. I'm all for it. It's such a long season. Taking a step back, being optimistic, and being <laughs> able to, and yes, Jamie is killing it on only feet. That's yeah, what I might have to put these bad Actually, boys that's down. That's the main reason for this show. Let's, yeah. let's just call it for what it is. It's I don't twerk for Phillies. free. You can find me this on Foot Finder. I'm going to cover these up. <laughs> Get out of here. This, this is, is just a tease. <laughs> this is all for Jamie to just exploit his feet <laughs> and get uh, promotional opportunities. But, anyways, uh, yeah, the positive spin that we can all take and the fluffy side of how we can look at things is the fact that these were winnable games yeah, it was they four were close games it was exciting it was we saw the comeback obviously on the other side you can argue don't go down in the first place you know you're trailing especially against any team such as the Braves you're making it harder and harder on yourselves that you now are having game after game having to play catch up but yeah. it's encouraging at how the Phillies responded you look at the way that Christopher Sanchez pitched last night he was great honestly fantastic double digit strikeouts with 10 and just looking overall that's that's a pitching performance that against any other team is, is a victory probably yeah so there's a lot of positives you can take away especially heading into the postseason the biggest positive would have been a win. But we'll, we'll, we'll take the, the Thursday positive spin and sprinkle some optimism in there after what we saw in the series. Yeah, Christopher Sanchez was great. I mean, he made one, uh, apparently one bad pitch all night to Austin Riley, yeah. and Austin Riley took it yard. Just another guy that can rake on this Braves team. They're, 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 they're a scary team. I mean, there's no, there's no shame in admitting how good they are. Uh, and we'll get into Acuna and um, <laughs> Olsen's numbers in a minute. But, like, Austin Riley, you know, just yeah, Christopher Sanchez makes one bad pitch and he just tattoos it into left field. Uh, Christopher Sanchez was great. Ten strikeouts last last night, seven and a third innings. Uh, he's pitching so well lately that, you know, I know Rob Thompson has said on the radio this week that more or less the rotation is set. It's going to be Wheeler, Nola, Ranger, and Taiwan. You paid Taiwan to be a playoff starter. That means Lorenzen and Sanchez most likely to the bullpen because both do have some experience with that throughout their careers. Uh, but Christopher Sanchez and Taiwan Walker are trending in opposite directions. Christopher Sanchez is really rising to the occasion, and Taiwan Walker uh, and my Mets friends, I, I went to college in D.C., so I became friends with a lot of New Yorkers, unfortunately, uh, and my Mets friends that all warned me. <laughs> they, they were like, yeah, this is first half Taiwan. He's great. He's, he's really good. Wait till second half Taiwan. And I've always had that in the back of my mind all year, uh, and he is kind of living up to that a little bit. He's struggling lately. So I know Rob Thompson says it's set, but I'm really going to evaluate these last two weeks of the year. And if Christopher Sanchez does it again and Taiwan lays out a stinker, uh, I know Sanchez is better suited for the pen, and he's probably that 
middle relief starter type that they're going to use him as, I'd have a real hard time denying him from the starting rotation as they enter the playoffs. I really... This is this is the one that's going to kind of torment me because the rest is written like the yeah. bullpen. You have to just push the right buttons. The lineup is what it is. You know, I want to see Castellanos move out of the four. But Christopher Sanchez is making a damn strong case to mm -hmm. get in that playoff rotation. Yeah, yeah, honestly. And Rob Thompson was talking about just over the next games. Obviously, we'll get to see Aaron Nola. We'll see Ranger Suarez. We'll see Walker. We'll and, you know, we'll see Wheeler come Monday. Uh, they're going to figure out pitching from there. But I think last night. The biggest thing that Rob said that we all agree was just the, the moment of feeling so proud of how much we've seen he Sanchez grow. And he was beaming. And they talked a lot throughout the, the course of the game. And then Rob echoed the same sentiments post-game about just how much he's grown and how much he's been the guy that's that's leaned in, I mean, to want to get better and then to continuously find ways, using his height, using his arm to figure out what his what his pitching is like and, and how he can help be that, that fi number five guy for them. And honestly, as we're talking about the bullpen and you see the numbers – that Christopher Sanchez put out yesterday. I mean, like I said, 10, 10 strikeouts. Ks, but yeah. when you look at 18 swings and misses on his changeup. So, yes, the first inning. Look at you, Stassi. I love it. I'm going to make you one. <laughs> yeah. on the first In the first inning, without a doubt, Austin Riley makes a, a huge play, two-run homer. And then from there, we saw Sanchez change up and make adjustments and that was the moment I was like yes Christopher Sanchez I like that because we've seen the Phillies have moments where it's like make an adjustment make a change especially with the bullpen and Sanchez did that and the rest of the game was phenomenal I mean there you only score one run on the other side your team has to help you out offensively so when you pitch the way that you pitch and you're as Christopher Sanchez did in game four just you have to find ways to get him into the lineup more in the future yeah pretty much I, I i really believe and you can tell me i got phillies you know uh optimism glasses on i i believe if you're playing anybody but the braves last night oh, you yeah. probably win that game sanchez was that good uh the offense well obviously scoring one run you're probably not going to score that or win that many games but spencer strider has kind of dominated the phillies this year uh you know he's basically three and oh in his opportunities strikeout numbers are good a sub two five era uh he's got their number a little bit and and the Phillies had their num his number last year in the playoffs, which is all that matters because we'll take a look at the wild card standings here in a little bit. The Phillies are getting a lot of help during their downturn Absolutely. from the Colorado Rockies. Thank you, DNVR staff, for uh, uh, giving us a little help there. Nobody can seem to make up ground on the Phillies, to, and even when they're hitting this skid. So it's, it's kind of lucky in that way. Uh, but they're going to be a playoff team. They're most likely going to be playing – hopefully knock on wood at Citizens Bank Park in that wild card round. Um, and, you know, that third place wild card team gets the uh, luxury of heading to Milwaukee and, and that uh, that tough place to play. So, you know, they'll be fine. The rest of the schedule, the, the remainder of the year, you're going to have to see the Braves again. But are they resting people now because, you know, they locked up the division last night? Um, we'll see. And then it's, you know, Mets, Pirates. And you, you can really kind of take command on this top wild card spot in these final 17 games. So uh, ultimately, you know, it's not hair on fire situation, losing three or four to the Braves. But it was frustrating because you were right there in pretty much every game. Yeah, and I like what I'm seeing. Uh, I think it's Stephen G. You guys are testing my eyesight right now. Really what do you big. say, Stephen G? Um, or 
or well, sing. I took a Warby oh Parker. I feel like it's the eye test back when you were a kid. And I it was took like... one last night on my phone. <laughs> Warby Parker has a like, re-up your prescription. And I felt like I was blind last night. I you was literally screaming at my phone, cursing it's the, it. It's the combo of the lights and the words. So don't. I actually have 20/20 vision. I'm, I have the better I'm eyesight not. between the two yeah. of us. Um, and I don't think I need to explain that he anymore. He says we'll be in that but third spot. But saying that. Um, this they were supposed to be a better team. The Braves are supposed to be a better team. And I, the one thing about this series, when you go in, I'm going to assume by that you meant the Braves, actually. I but think you meant thing, the Phillies were supposed to be okay, a better well, team. Well, either way, you know what? I, I, I'm just going to say it was the Braves because it fits with what I'm trying to go with here. <laughs> so, Stephen, let's pretend you said the Braves. So, and that's that's where the, my eyesight's failing me here. <laughs> so, when you go into a series like this and you have the Braves who have been, I mean, offensively, their top five guys have been lights out all season. We're talking MVP seasons. We're talking depth. We're talking, <coughs> I think it was third. 34 home runs between um, their 30, their five guys at 34 more home runs this season is the number that I, somewhere yeah. in my notes. I mean, this is a team that knows how to how to hit, how to get on base, how to how to score. And coming in for the Phillies, you could say that there was no, the expectation was all on the Braves to clinch, to close out, to win the series. So there's a lot of positives you can take away from this, and definitely in Christopher Sanchez and that 7.1 innings pitch, the way that he pitched. But as we talked about, yes, you dropped this game overall the season. For the season, the Phillies now dropped to 79 and 67 on the season. But as you mentioned, the positive there, too, is the Cubs also lost. And so the Phillies are still sitting in a good spot in the NL wildcard race. Let's take a look at that and talk to it, Jamie, about how the Cubs, although they keep losing, we're, talk, we're looking across the board. The Phillies are losing, but so is everybody else. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Colorado Rockies. The Reds, are keep, they keep sending the Marlins down a little bit. I think uh, that goes in the order of the uh, division tiebreakers and all that stuff. Uh, so the Marlins and Giants, this is going to be a really tight race. And it kind of lends to the question... Do you like that third wild card spot? Now, the Phillies benefited from it last year, let's not lie, right. because the Mets got in as the top team with like 100 wins. Um, and the Phillies were able to get in as that third wild card. So last year, we loved it, right? Because it gave us an opportunity to play playoff baseball. Mm -hmm. This year, you look at it, and it's just kind of like a mediocre battle for that third spot. Uh, I will say I ultimately do like it because you're going to have an interesting thing to follow for the final two weeks. I mean, there's four teams right there that are going to be battling it out. So it's a little bit of that playoff atmosphere in the final two weeks of the season. Uh, and then the winner of that gets the luxury of going to Milwaukee and, and facing, uh, you know, Burns and Woodruff and the Brewers who are surging. So, you know, it's um, it's ultimately, I think, a good thing for the sport because, yeah. you know, some people might go, well, you know, there's 78 win teams that are going to get in the playoffs. And it's like, well, yeah, who cares? It's more playoff baseball, right? Like it's it's something fun to watch on TV. It gives me an excuse to day drink in late September, early October. And who can there's argue with that? There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I could not agree more. Well, definitely a lot of positives to take away from this series um, and, and just looking at it, taking a step back. Yes, it was frustrating to see that the Phillies were right there, could have won two games, definitely possibly three games, and, and had this series be one that they can go walk away from coming into this break today, feeling positive, feeling happy that you were able to knock off the top dogs in the, in the NL. But overall, Definitely a lot that we can take forward and learn from. And so also want to take this moment to take a quick pause and talk to you guys about the Game Time app. And the Game Time app allows you to be able to check out tickets, whether it's for concerts, venues, um, games, whatever type of entertainment opportunities that you are looking to buy tickets for. And you can use the code PHLY that's on your screen. 
in and oh, get look $20 at us. off of your first purchase. So use that code PHLY, get $20 off, and you can have a nice discount. Plus, Game Time app already has great prices, which make it even better. I know the struggle and the frustration of buying tickets. Maybe you want to go to Citizens Bank Park with your spaghetti in a bag, as we talked about Hell yesterday. Yeah. Check out Game Time app. Check out the tickets that they have there and use that code PHLY for $20 off. Game Time definitely supports spaghetti in the bag. No doubt about yeah. it. I know them. They're cool. Look, honestly, we had some great conversations <laughs> on Twitter, and there was a lot of people that got involved talking about what they bring into games, but also movie theaters. That's a whole other can of worms. But we've got more to get into today on PHOI Phillies podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a couple of people in the chat saying, you know, that we expect them to be something they're not. Like, I think it was Stephen C. and somebody else. Shout out uh, Gabe Bassine and uh, Zach in Old City, a couple, couple old uh, friends of mine from previous lives. Thanks for hanging out here with us. Um, I don't think we're saying they are something different than they are. I think we're saying they have potential to be. Somebody yeah. said you can't really rely on a team just getting hot going into the playoffs. That's literally playoff that's baseball. Literally I mean, you know, uh, that's what this is. It's a, it's a war of attrition. It's 162 games. And, you know, the thing that always kind of reminds me of that is the 2009 Phillies. Like, one of the most dominant teams I've ever seen with the greatest pitching rotation I've ever seen, win 100-plus games, look like they're destined, or excuse me, 2011, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, destined for the World Series, all that stuff, and then it craps out in the playoffs because they ran into a hot team and Chris Carpenter out-dueling Roy Halladay. So, like, yeah, the regular season is clearly important. I'm not discounting the Braves. They're an absolute juggernaut of a team, but... Playoff baseball is about who's hot entering mm -hmm. the playoffs, who's hitting that stride. And, you know, th there, there are some positives. I'm not trying to be too positive about losing three to four to the Braves, but you've seen those late-inning clutch yeah. hits. Uh, Zach Wheeler had been pitching really well. I'm not even worried about him come playoff time. Christopher Sanchez is rising to the occasion. Uh, Craig Kimbrell, for the most part, has been really good. Uh, so, you know, there is potential there. I don't think either of us are saying they're going to go on and, and, you know, have a clear path to the World Series. Yeah. No, it's going to be a bear. But when you look at the Dodgers, you know, they got like three rookie pitchers in their rotation. They're all beat up. They're still a good team. Their conversations about the Dodgers are probably pretty similar to the Phillies. Uh, the Braves are on their own. They're on an island, clearly yeah. ahead of everybody else. But after them, Milwaukee's playing good ball. Um, it's, it's there for the taking, and it's going to come down to which of those three teams, Dodgers, Brewers, Phillies, or who knows, throw the Cubs in the mix. Shout out to the CHGO people. Um, <laughs> If one of those teams gets hot, yeah. they're going to be the one that causes the damage probably to the Braves because we all know how the Braves loves choking come late September, early October. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, it's a great point. Are we happy that the Phillies lost five of their last seven? Absolutely not. Are we happy that the, the Phillies dropped two series that they should have won? Absolutely not. But as someone, and, and look, we can talk about it and look at so many teams over the years. We can look at across sports. I've been on teams where you go into the postseason hot. I've been on teams undefeated, top dog, going into the postseason. And when it comes to the playoffs, none of that matters. Yes, we're talking about the difference between a home game versus a road game or just a higher seed or fighting in, uh, you know, in the first round. And trying to, like, at the last, as the regular season's closing out, you're still fighting and hoping for that playoff spot to clinch a wild card spot. So there's extra that definitely comes with winning and closing out if you're a team like the Braves. But on the other side of it, for the Phillies, I'm not going to sit here and say 
no, I don't think they can. They have the potential. I think this is a team that has the depth and has the talent and has the ability to be a team that can get to the World Series. And it's not something that's outlandish or a ridiculous take. It's being a, a supportive, optimistic fan of the Phillies and just watching how they've played throughout the course of the season. If they have the type of a postseason where we see bullpen issues, they can't get hits, they can't, they're not scoring – then no, I'm not going to be um, completely, you know, off to, off the mark and say they are going to win the World Series out of doubt. But I do think that come postseason time, it is about who gets hot. It is about also the yeah. mentality because the postseason is a grind. You've gone through so many games through the regular season. Now you're in the postseason where you ha- every game is obviously very important. You have to win. There's a lot that goes into it. There's pressure, there's expectations, but for the Phillies, the expectation is just to go in and take it one game at a time, and they're not feeling the same expectation as a team such as the Braves. The Braves going into the postseason right now have a lot of pressure, but also have a huge target on their back. So that's where I think the Phillies do have an advantage of just talent alone, but also when you look at the game within the game, the mentality, the focus, these types of series, these types of moments are going to help them really take that next step come postseason that they're going to have to lock in, get it right and do the little things right which is what a team like Atlanta has been doing that we haven't seen from the Phillies but yeah. come posting time I imagine we're going to get that switch it's, and if they don't the Phillies aren't headed back to the World Series. It's very simple. But if they go out and play Phillies baseball and are hitting homers and are getting on base and just the bullpen is coming through the way that they're supposed to consistently, yeah, just this is a team that can go the Just distance. don't throw Sir Anthony in, and I'm not too optimistic about him at all. <laughs> uh, but a couple of people in this chat are you know, saying the same thing. Jason Cluddy raises a good point. This time last year, or maybe it was even the final week of the season, they got swept by the pretty bad Arizona Diamondbacks. And none of us at that time were thinking, oh, this is a team capable of making a run. But then you go down to St. Louis, you go down to baseball heaven, and you just kind of saw it. You saw Gene Segura with some clutch hits, and you kind of saw the team just become polarizing all of a sudden. And they felt like they all of a sudden could beat anybody in the world. And that was pretty damn close to being true, except for the Houston Astros. They ran into another buzzsaw. Um, But, yeah, like, you know, I don't think we're saying right now go bet the Phillies on DraftKings, but <laughs> if you want to, go for it. it. This, to me, unfortunately, and it's really going to kind of define his career here and how he's talked about because he is an all-time Phillies top 10 pitcher, and that's Aaron Nola. There's a really good yeah. chance this is the last time we're going to see him in a Phillies uniform. I, I, I just get the sense uh, that – you know, they're probably not going to want to pay him what the market will pay him. Uh, And he's been a really good pitcher. But right now he's struggling. And I've seen people talking about, you know, his his soft psyche in the chat. Uh, You know, that might that might be true. He's just kind of robotic and and kind of weird. He might not even be human. Maybe he's one of those Mexican alien corpses. I don't know. Uh, But it's all going to come down to him, in my opinion. Like, I think Rangers kind of got it back a little bit. Wheeler, I'm not worried about. Yes, the offense at times can be uh, annoying, but you know there's pedigree in there. That You know that clutch gene is yep. there. Um, so for me, it's coming down to how does Rob handle Sir Anthony and does Aaron Nola pitch up to his potential? Because outside of maybe the Brewers uh, and the Braves, the Phillies are right there with the best pitching starting rotation entering these playoffs, in my opinion. Um, you know, the Cubs are pretty strong, too, with Steele. But... The point is that they know how to get this done. Can they do it is the question. 
end, this is why there is a postseason. Yeah, this is it's why the, best. The, the the World Series is not won by who's the best at the end of September. It's who's the best when you are getting into the playoffs and who can actually grind out those postseason series and win. And exactly like you're mentioning, yeah, we can look across the board at all the teams that are either in the playoffs and have clinched or fighting for a wild card spot and say things that they need to tweak and, and fix and what their manager should do and what should Rob do for the Phillies. But at the end of the day, we're talking playoffs. We're playoffs. not talking regular season. We're talking playoffs. And come playoff time, it is anybody's title to win. It's about being the better team that day and then the next day and the next day. But honestly, taking it one game at a time and not overthinking whatever your regular season performances were. I agree. I would love to see the Phillies just win. It's helped that the Cubs keep losing. It's obviously they've had help in the wild card race. But right now, let's see the Phillies take that next step. We've talked about it here before. With the bullpen, with hitting, just being consistent. And then that would make me feel better going in the playoffs. But without a doubt, I'm not overthinking what, you know, what has happened in the regular season. I'm focused on can the next game be better? Can mm -hmm. they go out Friday, tomorrow, well, it's and Aaron have a Nola. better game? You know, exactly. we talk about him, and here he is Friday night. Uh, it was nice of the Phillies to uh, schedule a night off on an Eagles uh, primetime game here. But, yeah, Aaron Nola, like, Friday night's going to kind of, you know, <laughs> emotionally dictate how I feel about Aaron Nola here down the stretch. And, and Steven says, I don't think he's soft. I just think he's lost a step. Uh, I think... It's not an excuse because everybody else has figured it out. I think the pitch clock really screwed with them this year. I think, you know, most guys usually play up on a contract year, especially when you leave $185 million on the table. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think he's got a lot going on between the ears this year. Uh, I don't really think he's lost his stuff. I think it's just uh, he's a little frazzled up there or something yeah. because he has been a great pitcher, uh, one of the best homegrown Phillies pitchers, uh, you know, of all time. And if he can just pitch to his potential here, they're really going to have a good crack at this. I believe it because, you know, this offense in that series, they have that we're never out of it attitude. Oh, yeah. And you saw it the other night with uh, Trey Turner in the ninth, you know, Bryce in the I believe it was seventh or eighth, whatever it was. And. Baseball is between the ears. It's a hard-ass game to play. You fail a lot. So if Aaron Nola, like to me, he's it. The, the playoffs depend on Aaron Nola because he's going to be going up against those Spencer Striders uh, and, and guys like that. If they face Milwaukee, he's going to be up there against another beast. Dodgers, you know, they got some injuries on their pitching staff. But Aaron Nola has to keep you in games, and then it becomes a Rob Thompson issue if he can't. How quick is the hook on Aaron Nola? Right. Does Christopher Sanchez or, or whoever, uh, Lorenzen, come in? You know, if, if Nola's putting two on in, in the second inning and he had a 20-plus pitch first inning, is Rob Thompson going, all right, I got to get him out of here before more damage is done? Because Christopher Sanchez has been great, and Lorenzen has that experience in the bullpen. He's a vet. Uh, he hasn't been spectacular here since the no-hitter. But you have guys that can fill that role. So, you know, it's Aaron Nola one for me and Rob Thompson two for me because of how does he handle Sir Anthony? How does he handle right. Aaron Nola? Uh, what is the playoff lineup? So, you know, Rob Thompson's going to have his fingerprints on this one in a major way as we, and that as we is wrap without up. Without a doubt, the biggest question mark. Um, it's been the bullpen and it's been Rob's decision making down the stretch. And as you're talking about, and I know I saw Gabriel in the, in the chat saying, let. 
um, let Aaron Nola walk and, and go all in and try to bring in the young Japanese pitcher Yarimoto. Um, look, there's a lot that we can talk about that can be changed. And, and I, I agree. It's, it's a question, as you talk about, between the ears, which, which Aaron Nola are we going to get? Because it's, it is getting, it is crunch time. It's not getting there. It is crunch time. It is time for us to see the Phillies really when it comes to the bullpen for us to stop having these conversations and start to see them, the pitching be consistent and just be better. But I do think Rob Thompson, who always gives us the politically correct responses of, we just have to win. We had the game and we dropped it. We just have to do this. Okay, let's do it. Let's yeah. win the games. You know, it's only, I, I saw somebody say, uh, hope, I can only go for on hope for so long. Like, we can only continue to be optimistic for so long. It's time for Rob Thompson and for the Phillies to continue to actually make adjustments, just like we saw Christopher Sanchez do after the first inning make actual game time adjustments that are going to make the difference in the long run yeah Josh Sass in the chat says you know they're having flashes of greatness which is immediately followed by steady mediocrity yeah, and that's, and that's true I mean it, it really is true uh, now you know the playoffs are different you get some days off here and there in between games you get the rest guys up a little bit more than you do in the regular season uh, so they got to find whatever it, the hell it is uh, with the consistency and I really believe it's as simple as Aaron Nola because yeah. I have confidence in Zach Wheeler. I have confidence in Ranger Suarez. He showed you last year he's kind of a big game pitcher the way he he would come in from the bullpen. He would start games, whatever was needed. Uh, so to me, I just don't know how I feel about Aaron Nola. You know, I know he was OK last year in September for the first time and kind of calm some of those fears, but I still have PTSD of all the previous years in Ugh. September and October when he wasn't that big game pitcher. So I hate to put it all on one guy, but I really think the key to consistency and avoiding those mediocre stretches is that number two guy. He can't, mm -hmm. he can't screw you there. He needs to be the highway to consistency, um, you know, especially when you're dealing with a three and five game series. Yeah, yeah, I know in the chat doesn't seem like many people are very optimistic about Aaron Nola. Um, he's saying he's toast, saying That's that my buddy Aaron Sean Melody. What up, Sean? <laughs> yeah, saying that Aaron Nola is, is, you know, someone that we would have expected. And I like what Sean is saying. You'd expect that you know, someone who didn't get signed would be pitching. Usually the they play great. Usually that is like the, the challenge of you didn't get signed. I'm going to step my game up and show you that you messed up. So it does come down to Aaron Nola um, a lot in, in terms of the question marks that we're talking about. Consistency is a key word that we've been saying often. But as you also talk about, there is another guy that we have to get into. I'm going to first let you give our DraftKings update. And then we've got to talk about Reese Hoskins. Yes, we will talk <laughs> about Reese. It's good seeing him around. But football is back and we know all about the birds in primetime action tonight another week of epic games on the table and DraftKings has got you covered for every single one of them DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL and look at that beautiful graphic right up there on the screen it's got the code you need PHLY they're an official partner of the NFL and new customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets nobody's missing out on the action this season all DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. That's not for new customers. That's all customers. So get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code PHLY. It's conveniently... Uh, I have to do the... Uh, uh, there. You got this, Jamie. Uh, there. Yeah. there it is. 
P-H-L-Y. That's really weird. That was way more difficult than it should have been. Uh, new customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code P-H-L-Y right there. Uh, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code P-H-L-Y. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.sot1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.com, draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gambling sources. My favorite words coming up. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. And there well, it is right there. There you have it. I love that you were able to coordinate the point there, Jamie. Well done. That's my favorite part of all of that, that you were able to figure <laughs> out how to point to the bottom of the screen. I'll but, get there. Um, well, again, welcome to those that are tuning in to us here at PHLY Phillies podcast. I see some familiar names. R.C. Burroughs back in the chat. Josh Sass, welcome back. I saw my man, Teron Davenport from out of uh, Tennessee. Yeah, he used us. to cover the Eagles. Oh, yeah. Yep. And so I, I love the fact that we've got so many familiar faces and names that are back again as we've been talking about the Phillies just to reset the room and remind you we talked about the series we talked about dropping we talked about the Braves and their celebration at Citizens Bank they're Park. Good. Oh gosh! <laughs> but we also have a positive. We saw Reese, Do- uh, Reese Hoskins in the dugout looking on, and there's some possibility that Reese Hoskins could be back. Not only just looking on, but as a designated hitter. Now, Reese Hoskins, as we know, obviously that torn ACL stung all of us. We are all still recovering to this day and wondering Ugh. what would Reese Hoskins do God. if we had him still on the field. It would field. be so different but if we had him. after having a successful ACL reconstruction surgery back in March, the timeline has been panning out that Reese would not be back for the start of playoffs, but possibly if the Phillies continue to go deeper into the playoffs, could return to the field, which is always exciting news. Now, for ACL injuries, for anybody that's I've not done it. up on it. I don't know if the cameras can oh. see it right here. ACL, oh. MCL, and part this of the meniscus. This is what it looks Woo. like. This is, you just wanted to show your feet um, again. Yeah. That's the real reason. <laughs> well, that's Ed Wright asked for it. So, you know. <laughs> the people were asking for your pinky toe and your feet. And this one was uh, jumping through a coffee table. This one was knee surgery. So if you see my scarred up legs, that's what, uh, oh, that's what so we not got. As, okay. At least you've got some interesting stories yeah. to come with that. So there you have it. That is what a reconstruction knee looks like and for Reese Hoskins specifically and anybody recovering there is a process within six months you're usually cleared to run again and you're usually cleared to be able to do activity now for sports like mine that I played growing up like soccer there's a whole much longer recovery process. Isn't that like the highest ACL tear oh, rate is yeah. women's soccer? It is it is for women's soccer knees yeah. are the worst injury of ACLs just having yeah. completely ruined a lot of careers fortunately not mine but it is an injury that requires usually like a year because of contact. But in Reese's situation, there is no contact. You don't have to worry about that. Get cleared to run, get cleared to do physical um, activity. And Rob Thompson has been saying that he feels that Hoskins will continue to hit off a tee when they travel to St. Louis, so there is a positive. He took a break on Wednesday to focus more on pitch tracking. He was on the hit tracks machine, and that as his knee continues to just work through the process of, of you know, there's, there's checkpoints, there's milestones you have to sure. hit to show you can get back. 
that the uh, soreness is going to continue, the training is going to continue, but they are optimistic for the most part and saying that he's doing really well. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunately going to take a pretty deep playoff run to get him back. Uh, so kind of the schedule he's on right now, he's running two out of every three days, which is good. Uh, that third day, they want to make sure they're managing the soreness and swelling, making sure none of that's happening. Uh, but the fact he's running is great. As you said, he's hitting off the tee. Uh, did the pitch track the other day. He is traveling with the team to St. Louis. He's going to continue hitting off of a tee down there. Hopefully, you know, the only thing they're looking for is no setbacks here. Um, it's going to be a soreness issue, but he doesn't have to play in the field. Uh, Bryce Harper is a freak of nature and apparently looks like yeah. he's just been playing first base his entire life. <laughs> uh, I really haven't noticed any any like uh you know missteps there by H bryce at, at first so Not it's at a all. really nice situation if they can get to an nlcs yeah uh, you know there's a chance reese can come back as the team's dh he apparently means a lot to that locker room you know most guys don't have their locker left in the room uh when when they're missing for a year like that yeah. you saw him kind of pissed off that the braves were celebrating on their field last night which was my favorite part of that uh because he, he he loves it here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he struggled through the dark years. He knows what the his wife last year buying beers for everybody out we in the that. concourse. Like we love that. <laughs> I, part of me wants to see Reese stay. Um, we'll see what happens in the off season there. Uh, this year would have been a lot different if they hadn't lost him and his power. You know, with Bryce being out in the beginning and then taking a while to kind of come back. Uh, his pop, you know, 35 home run guys don't really grow on trees unless apparently you're an Atlanta Brave. Um, <laughs> so if they can get him back, it's it's a little cherry on the Sunday. You're going to have to make a long playoff run to make that happen, though. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, I agree. Please, sweet baby Jesus, AJ Jones. I agree with you. I like that you're a soccer fan, by the way. I saw the Sophia. That's Smith my girl, AJ. What chat. up, AJ? Um, but uh, yes, please, sweet baby Jesus, bring us back, <laughs> Reese Hoskins. But yeah, if not, I think at the very least, like you're saying, Ed, right? He can buy some beers and hot dogs. I'd much rather have. Reese playing than buying beers and hot dogs. But I do like the fact that Reese has been saying October 1st is the date that he's hoping for. That's the goal. It is good to have something to work towards to know that you're on a, you've got a plan that you're working through with the that training staff. Optimistic. You're working to get back. It definitely, optimistic is the word of the day, apparently. Mm. If we were Sesame Street, the word of the day is optimism. <laughs> oh, I watched some Sesame um, Street this I know, morning. <laughs> I know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not in your household, but I know. <laughs> or well, maybe I am. Letter of the day slaps. <laughs> maybe Let's I'm be stalking and I found out. Yeah. Um, no, optimism is the word of the day for sure because everything here right now in Philly is built on optimism. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, that's sports, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Eagles could go out tonight and throw up a stinker, and we're going to go, all right, that was just one game. You know, we still got Jalen Hurts. We say it's all about optimism. That's the fun in sports. And uh, we'll see here. I'd love to see Reese kind of have his Walt Frazier at the garden moment where he walks back out oh. to a red October bunting flag, Citizens Bank Park, and the ovation he would get would be uh, – I, I, you can see. I got some goosebumps just thinking about and it. And it's not because it's chilly in here. It's it is, because it's it is nice excitement. and cold in here. Yeah, I uh, agree. That would be awesome to see. And just thinking about it, as you yeah. were saying, and I was picturing it, I was lost in my thoughts here for a moment. I agree. Yeah, it would be <laughs> like that could be a catalyst if they're, you know, treading water, doing okay. If they're able to get him back, that could be a shot of adrenaline that could really change some things. Um, yeah. And it was funny. I was thinking of Reese last night because <laughs> Rob Thompson was asked about the Braves celebration the night prior and the stupid bird flap that they all do 
Um, I find it obnoxious. I'd love for somebody to put one in their rib cage, uh, but I'm still a Neanderthal baseball guy that likes throwing at people from time to time. Rob Thompson said, I like my guys to pretend like they've been there before. I immediately thought of Reese, ha Reese Hoskins' bat spike. <laughs> yeah. Rob has, Rob has been consistently giving me grandpa screaming at the clouds responses of completely not happy with how the Braves, especially Acuna, has been celebrating and saying, yeah, act like you've been here before. Like, just completely over it and completely calling them out. And I almost... It just comes across very bitter, and it is very bitter. It's look, we're petty, we're bitter, we all are. Screw the Braves. We, like none of us are liking it. We're not sitting on our. I know. Yesterday, I'm like, here we go again. Here comes the flaps. Here comes, and then definitely seen them in in the clubhouse with the beer goggles on and yeah. spraying everything around. I'm bitter. I'm angry. I hate it. But I will be damned if I give you an opportunity to let let me show that bitterness publicly. Yeah. Because that almost is like even that's even worse. It's like you we beat you and now you're gonna sit around like a sourpuss bitter. Let's all be bitter. And we know we're bitter and just let that rock. But mm -hmm. there is some optimism. There is something to look forward to. Um, as mentioned, I know people in the chat are saying that you were just giving chills here. You're delivering some chills. But I know we're also winding down time. And you touched on the Eagles. You touched on some other things. We've got some rumors to get into because um, there's been a lot of rumors going on. We're going to shift a little bit outside of just the Phillies specifically. But before we do that, I have to tell you all about FOCO. FOCO provides sports and entertainment merchandise. They are the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise. That's anything from apparel to toys for your young ones to collectibles to any sort of officially licensed gear that you can rock when you're tailgating tonight for the Eagles Vikings game with us at Live Casino, when you are out watching your favorite teams to get officially licensed gear, sunglasses, bags, shirts, hoodies, you name it. They've hooked us up here at PHLY. You've seen our merchandise. It's fantastic. That's thanks to folks. And you can use the code PHLY that's on your screen right here. Look at that. See, first it's try. hard. First try, See? Jamie. Nah. I did in the first try. Well, you've worked in TV. I did do game time app before, too. So yeah. right here on your screen is the code that you can use, PHLY, Damn, for 10% off and get a discount on all of your favorite merchandise. They've had our backs here in Philly, and they will have yours, too. Well, speaking of in Philly, there's been a lot going on. I'm going to let you go first here with some off-the-field things <laughs> that are happening in Philly. Well, Renee, as we get to know each other and we get to know all the <laughs> listeners in the chat, uh, if you missed it yesterday, uh, I've been a big alien guy for a long time. <laughs> I, uh, I'm 100... 100% convinced they exist. Uh, I think it would be naive of us and, and selfish of us to to think that we're alone. You know, we're like a speck of uh, a sand out there in this uh, this universe. You know, sometimes I just think about space and I get lost. I'm a science junkie, so Are I you? love. Oh my gosh, I love I love looking okay. at all that. And See, it's, look, it's we're learning. It's crazy when you think about how small we are and how there's people. There's there's other things that yeah. thing light years away. I always think there's a reciprocal planet out there. In my dumb brain, I always thought like there's two of the same planets and it's a competition to see who can like cure cancer first or get uh, to the moon first and like some sick weirdo up there is like playing a game like which planet's winning uh anyway that's puppet? that shows you the dark annals of my brain a puppet master uh, yeah, in yeah, space. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, and they're that's just playing games with us i mean i'm i'm i was gonna claim that i'm a fully a nerd that's researched oh, no, 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 no. I, I like so to I go down deep weird thoughts takes. Yeah, yeah. Um, mine's a little bit more built on science do they have major league <laughs> baseball on our reciprocal planet i there's don't no know. gravity in some places, yeah, so can clear. you imagine what baseball would be like without gravity? <laughs> so yesterday, the Mexican 
government, you know, we had the whistleblower here in America who, uh, you know, claims that he's seen the non-human DNA uh, life forms and this and that, uh, but he was basically blacklisted and removed. Well, a Mexican uh, official yesterday before their government proceedings brought out the non-human DNA corpse and it looked a little too much like what I would have thought an alien looked like. Like it was to a T, if you looked uh, up like what you think an alien would look like in your mind, it was this. So conspiracy theory or you buy it? Actual alien corpse, Renee. I am saying conspiracy theory, without a doubt. I know people in the chat are like, Jamie, you're off your rocker. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will be doing the weather later. Um, there are some people that are agreeing with you, though. Yeah, there are some people that are agreeing with you, and that's interesting. I just, I think it's kind of like when we thought the world was flat <laughs> back way back when. It's kind of like when people didn't believe there were other people in other countries. Like, Aliens I do agree are real. There's some... There is some form of life. Yeah. I don't know what that looks like. I'm not going to go as far as say it's a whole duplicate Earth. Oh, yeah. And well, they're out there. There's like, I only partly there's like a doppelganger, that. Jamie and Renee yeah, yeah, somewhere yeah. sitting like talking. Bryce Harper's hitting bombs on another planet what out in the galaxy. What would your alien Jamie be like? Do you think they'd be uh, Maybe he'd be, be skinny doing? and have a six-pack. Totally opposite of me. Um, where did it say? Well, there was a comment that made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> Jamie's been uh, to Delco, so of course he believes in naturally, aliens. Naturally. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I also believe that, and again, I don't like to talk about the government because they're always listening and watching. And if our show randomly just like starts spazzing on your screen, it's the government. Yeah, yeah. Um, We're getting shut down say, for being too real. <laughs> I will say the moment you call them out, they, they things get wonky, like our phone will start <laughs> smoking or something. I just believe that sometimes the government does things to perpetuate these crazy thoughts that people may yeah. have. And I'm not saying there's any people in this room that may have these crazy thoughts. It's me. And I'm not pointing to any of the said people, but um, I think <laughs> oh, the government does it. There's only two of us it. in here, Renee. <laughs> um, is there? I think oh, the government sometimes does things to perpetuate the, and feed into it, because they know, hey, look, it gets clickbait. Somewhere someone is now buying items for their bunker because mm. they think aliens are going to come take over the world because they saw that alien that, as someone said, um, Wait, I lost the comment too, but it looks like a a, a wooden thing or something. Yeah, like, I don't it, know. it did it look does. a little. It does. Someone is terrified right now, so they're out at their grocery store mm -hmm. stocking Good. all they can That's just to smart. buy. That's just smart. There yeah. it is. It looks like a wood figure, AJ Jones. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think that's all to feed into it. If they just said an alien <laughs> and we didn't see it, we'd be like. Sean said it's the aliens real. also on Feed Finder. So now I got more competition. I got enough people I got to compete with here domestically. Now I got aliens <laughs> to deal with. Uh, so I just oh, thought that was man. funny yesterday because I definitely I believe in ghosts. Renee? I definitely believe in See? ghosts. All I right. That's why you will never catch me playing with a voodoo board, a Ouija board, whatever they're called, whatever those things are. I'm not going to a psychic. I don't need you to rub a crystal ball. I don't need you to read my palm. Don't do it because I already know this life is scary enough. I mean, driving here <laughs> this morning was terrifying as I was coming to the school traffic and work traffic. There's enough things to be scared about versus somebody yeah. in, you know, just floating around. It's not Casper we're talking oh, about. They're, wa it's a they're real watching. Ghost. They're always watching. And Jason Coletti says, Kyrie has entered the chat. <laughs> um, I'm not that. The, the earth is a, a globe. Um, but yes, uh, I definitely believe in aliens. So I just wanted to, I wanted to see where you fell in on the extraterrestrial friends of ours. NASA did admit that aliens were real like five years ago. Josh mm -hmm. Sass. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. has been some confirmation. There's been people that have said they've spotted UFOs. There have been people <laughs> alien that Jamie have talked has about long flowing hair. <laughs> 
what do you imagine alien Jamie looks like? Hair, um, wears socks and, and yeah. around the house, has a six pack according to Jamie, um, probably is not, you know, I don't know, yeah. it's completely different. Chris yeah. Nevin says Stevie Wonder isn't blind. That's one oh. I actually believe. Uh, we'll save oh. that for another day. Oh, I am never going to call That's a conspiracy with, there, out yeah. there. He could be partially blind. Now, when it comes to conspiracy theories, I am all in on those as well because oh, I yeah. do think that... Nothing just happens. And when you watch movies like Eagle Eye and iRobot and even Terminator and the Jetsons. Did you see the AI? Those things are real. Did you see the AI uh, robots that they had at the Rams game last weekend? I've seen AI robots. I've seen robots at Lowe's. Oh, that's um, that's my daughter's best friend. <laughs> um, what do they call? Oh, at uh, Giant. What's his oh, name no, in Giant? Oh, no, it's at Lowe's. And they will fully greet you. They'll say, have a nice day. They move around. Oh, really? Oh, it's, ter it's uh, see, awful. They're I'm security guards. They are oh, jeez. I haven't I don't seen know that. if it's just my Lowe's here in Philly, but the Lowe's that I go to, and I'm very the active one on at Lowe's. Delaware Ave? No, it's on Christopher Columbus Boulevard. Okay. I'm very active. Oh, I'm, a handy, I'm a handy woman, so I'm very active at, at Lowe's and and Home Depot. I'm an ace true value for, man. You know, a sponsor or whatever. But yeah. yeah, they have a whole robot that oh, okay. rolls around and greets you and talks to you and, and doesn't and actually knows when you're walking by oh, and will so like creepy. roll kill over it, to you. Kill it now. These yeah. AI robots at the football game the other day was such a bug out. And like you said, has nobody seen Terminator? Well, like, why are we playing with fire here? Anyway, we could go down a whole conspiracy well, theory rabbit hole. Well, you know who else hole. is playing with fire? And um, their team is taking several L's already to start off the season as we're only heading into week two. It's, it's Travis Kelsey. The Chiefs already took an L. They're taking another L because Travis Kelsey. And I don't want to talk about Travis Kelsey here on the show. I actually have a crush on Travis Kelsey. So Travis, He's pretty cool. If you're listening, Dunk Taylor, come on this way. But either way, uh, we like Travis because we like, we like Jason. So we'll yeah. talk about Travis. The dating rumors have come out that yeah. Travis Kelsey... And Taylor Swift, and again, I know this is a Philly show, but this is a Philly thing, because apparently, it's just a Philly thing. Taylor Swift is an everywhere thing. Um, and I'm not a huge Taylor Swift. I'm not a Swiftie. I'm not a Swiftie either. But I will say, rumors came out, nothing was confirmed, and I like the fact that the Chiefs are continuing to take L's, but I don't like the fact that this relationship could possibly be real. I'd rather aliens be real than Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey real. Yeah, apparently uh, Taylor, or Swifty, <laughs> makes all of her men sign NDAs, and uh, apparently Jason's been goading them on their podcast lately, kind of about it, and Travis is shutting it down, which I think has led to the speculation because he tried to get her, apparently, a friendship bracelet. What is she, Jose Alvarado all it of a sudden? Not only, <laughs> it was not only the Jose Alvarado bracelet, it was also with his phone number, allegedly. Uh. I'm going to use my newsy term. Allegedly, that he was trying to give his number to her. And then after that concert, because I've naturally had to read, I'm a Virgo. If you give me a topic, I'm deep diving. Okay. Like, as you were saying stuff, I was already like Googling stuff. That's just where my brain goes. So I was reading, and it was saying that he was trying to slip his number to her through that bracelet. So That's hold slick. it. That's slick. Yeah, I mean, look. There, we've been seeing some really cool bracelets and necklaces being made, but this takes it to a whole other level of trying to dish out your number <laughs> at a concert, no less, because security would not let him through. But somehow, Travis Kelsey got through, and that's the only time he's getting through yeah, anything he's, that we're he's talking about. SNL. Yeah. Uh, and MBDBDF uh, says 24 months from now where there's going to be a lot of songs about guys with terrible mustaches. And uh, I haven't watched the Kelsey show yet on Amazon, although it's like the number one movie. Um, Jason's wife here local, who's a lower marrying girl, uh, was ripping Travis for his mustache on their mm -hmm. podcast a couple weeks ago, telling him <laughs> he looked like a real creep. So uh, I don't know if the mustache is going to stay or not, but if it's good enough to get Swifty, I mean, that's, that's pretty big time right there for old Travis. 
I don't like it. I'm not a fan. I did see that there was a nice plug. Mickey Durkin, Foco, is now selling those bracelets with Travis's real number. Oh, did you really? know that? Head over to FOCO, use that code PHLY, get a nice discount, and buy those bracelets with Travis Kelsey's phone number on it. Don't say that we sent you, though, because they might not be there. <laughs> but honestly, I do think, I know where we're going left. Look, the Phillies have off today, so we can be we can be a little bit lighter and have some fun. Um, obviously, we will always have the pregame shows and postgame shows once per week during the regular season. Playoffs. Every time, Ooh. every game, once we come playoff season, for those of you that are curious, we will have pregame and postgame game shows for the playoffs for every single game but right now we're mixing it up we're just doing once per week so we also have this chance as we're off to get lighter and what's lighter than looking at these two angels oh there's my Thank girls goodness they do not take after their dad <laughs> but look how cute they are yeah i gotta update so uh uncle trey thomas who's a, a good friend of mine had given Paige and skylar a trey thomas baby jersey so it. Paige has gotten big enough that she's grown out of it the only other thing we had was a miles sanders jersey I don't like to not be current and fresh. He's a Panther now. I was a big Miles Sanders fan. Uh, so she's rocking the Miles Sanders. Uh, Skyler, the older, has the uh, Slim Reaper Devontae Smith jersey on. Uh, so I had to send them to school today with their birds gear on as it's game day. And we did want to spend the last five minutes just talking about the game tonight because, yeah, like we could talk Phillies to death. But and we'll talk plenty of Phillies tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. To but Louis. today it's rare that we're going to be on Dorn and Eagles game day because most of the time we're going to be on Monday through Friday, Monday and Thursday occasionally, um, and it's a big one tonight, and last week was tough going up to New England, and Bill Belichick had all offseason to game plan for you. Uh, I am looking forward to tonight because last year the Eagles kind of caught everyone by surprise like the offense was so new and tough to guard with Jalen's throwing ability and running ability and the offensive line it was just like what the hell do we take away from this team and it was so new and fresh teams were caught off guard now now the playbook is kind of out a little bit you saw Belichick do a great job against it in week one I'm curious to see now the Vikings defense kind of sucks uh, which is a great thing for the Eagles tonight. So if they can take advantage of a poor Vikings defense and really put up some points offensively tonight, I think people are going to start to get real frothy about this Eagles team because uh, week one left a kind of weird taste in people's mouth uh, because, you know, the offense, yeah. It, it yeah. looked just okay, um, and they have some injuries to deal with tonight. You know, make sure you're you're tuning in to Zach and Bo today. They're going to deep dive it. Um, I'm going to be doing Eagles pre and post game tonight with Zach and Bo. Uh, so really looking forward to that. Uh, but, you know, they have some major injuries, including, you know, Reed Blankenship, N'Kobe Dean, Kenneth yep. Gainwell. Um, so, you know, it's two games in four days, which is a weird start to the football season. Uh, but it's kind of good in a way that you get 10 days off to kind of get some guys healthy and all that. I think the birds take care of business tonight. Uh, Darius Slay took care of Justin Jefferson last year. I think it was one catch for seven yards or something. Yeah. Probably not going to be able to do that again. His over-under on DraftKings is 98 and a half. Um, so it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a real exciting game. It doesn't really feel like a game day because it's Thursday. I know. Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun down there in South Philly tonight. And we got the tailgate going on, the PHLY tailgate going on with our buddies at Philly Sports Trips. Uh, we're going to be down at the live casino tonight. Uh, so if you 
you can. There's the graphic on the screen. You can head to allphly.com if you want to hop in and join us tonight or for other games this year. But it's it's Birds game day, and I would have felt weird not talking about it, Renee. I know, and, and honestly, I love the fact that Thursday night football is kicking off here in Philly, and to be able to see the Vikings-Eagles matchup, it is a quick turnaround, as you talk about, from uh, from the Patriots game. And we definitely had some frustration from frustrating moments, obviously, second quarter alone. Um, but just watching the way that that game was up and down, starting off hot, taking the early lead, letting the Patriots play back into it. And then, uh, but I do like how the Eagles found a way to win. And a win is a win is yeah. a win. And honestly, what we saw last year, and I remember saying it last year, I'm going to say the same thing again this year, is sometimes those bad wins are just as beneficial as a loss because it does force you, especially week one, to have a game like that, to have to say, you know what? We're not exact. We we have things to fix and to work on. If the Eagles came out week one and were just perfect and won, let's say forty to nothing. Just gonna throw that number out there randomly, Cowboys. <laughs> but if they came out and just mopped up the Patriots, you almost get too high too early and too soon. So now with a quick turnaround, yes, there are injuries, as, as I know uh, Mickey, I believe, was saying in a chat as well. Um, there are injuries, but that also just forces it's the next player up. You get some other guys, some snaps early on in the season, and you get an opportunity to see what your team's made of with a quick turnaround against the Vikings. Yeah, maybe we'll see DeAndre Swift and uh, Rashad Penny last uh, tonight. That is, yeah. I, I found it weird that uh, Swift only got one carry last week and Penny was inactive um, so don't really understand that maybe they were trying to save Penny for this because it is two games in four days or whatever um, but uh, Stephen C on the on the chat says Jamie uses proper name and I'm sorry Ed Reed Blankenship is out tonight <laughs> uh, so we'll see what Nick Sirianni and Sean Desai come up with you know do they use uh, the vet in Terrell Edmonds uh, or do they go with the rookie Brown out of Illinois um, I'm really good either way, but I am curious to see Sidney Brown play football. Um, he's got to be better than the other guy they had in last week. So uh, it's going to be a good good time tonight. A uh, couple things you can do to help support us all here. Subscribe to Rich Hoffman's daily newsletter. It is awesome. I got it in my inbox today for the first time. Rich is a phenomenal writer. We're really pumped to have him on staff here. So subscribe to that newsletter. It's just a daily newsletter in your inbox. Gives you the rundown on everything happening. Subscribe to our Phillies, PHS. Why Phillies podcast on whatever platform. Please five star us because Renee and I are very sensitive. We don't like criticism. Uh, support <laughs> us here on the YouTube page. Follow along with us. You can follow our Twitter accounts at PHLY underscore Phillies and PHLY underscore sports. Uh, did I say that one last one right? Yep. It sounded weird when I said it. Okay, <laughs> good. Um, so that's how you can help us out with the pod. Uh, but we'll be back tomorrow for a Phillies-centric show as they're down in baseball heaven. Uh, but it's all about the birds tonight here in Philadelphia. So go birds, Renee. Yeah, and thank you guys for tuning in. I love that I'm seeing in the chat people so excited. They're talking about our chemistry and vibe. They're talking about how this show is exactly what they needed. They're looking forward to more shows. Love it. Love you guys. And the beauty guys. is if you don't catch us live, as Jamie was saying, you can always check us out on podcast platforms as we are bringing you shows daily five days a week it may sometimes be on the weekend especially once the phillies get into the playoffs and we're doing playoff games but again we've got pre-game we've got post-game we've got just shows like today at 10 o'clock in the morning to help break up the workday. And we would love to do three hours of the show, but don't worry, we've got plenty more hours, Mickey, that you will be able to check out of PHLY Phillies podcast. So for today, Thank I, you, think Charles. Can, I think we can give a 
Eagles. And then it's back to the Phillies Go tomorrow birds. to knock off the Cardinals. Go Birds. Go Phillies. All things Phillies here, but uh, on Philadelphia Sports here. But thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Can't wait to see you guys rocking the Kelly Green. I got to go put on my Eagles gear to get ready for the day as we get excited for game nights tonight in Philly. But as for all of you, subscribe, like, comment, and continue to tune in for us here at PHLY Podcast, Philly's Podcast. Have a good one, and we'll see you next time for more. Silly like the mayor. 